Hey guys! Welcome back! Welcome. Oh, I did a little higher today. <laughs> a little bit messed up. Welcome to Sensational. Welcome back to Sensational. We're so glad that you are here. Yes, I'm Jack. I'm Leah. And we are so excited. I was about to do the ending thing. Oh, the ending uh, sign off. Yeah. Sign off. Like, <laughs> this podcast episode is about one minute long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Our Leah. names. And... <laughs> I think you just said hi. I'm Jack and Leah. I'm Jack and Leah. Hi, I'm both of us combined. Hi, okay. Oh my, that's that's so, different. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave that there. You know what? We're a little extra. I think rambunctious and a little bit nervous. I think because of the topic of today. This topic is it's kind of heavy. It's kind of heavy, <laughs> and but I think it's really important. That's why we're doing it. Like, yeah. we don't... <laughs> I'm a big advocate of don't do the hard thing if you don't have to. And yeah. Like, don't work harder, work smarter, right? But here's the thing. One of the main reasons we were trying to do this podcast was to be friends, make friends, right, with other people right. who enjoy what we're talking about, but also to shed light on things that we've experienced to try to empathize with other people who yep. might have went through something similar and... This episode's going to be different. It's a little bit different. If you haven't known by the title already, it's like when you don't feel sexy on Valentine's Day. It's like about the not-so-great stuff. Yeah, and I think the reason why it's so important for us to do this, too, is because there's so much hype right now. Like, we're recording this in actually December, like right before the new year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are months ahead, (laughs) but literally the day after Christmas, it's all Valentine's Day shit in the stores. And I'm just like, I'm already feeling gross, gross and a little bit of the, like the dread of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to call it a holiday, I don't even know. if it's, I don't know why we have it, but we do. It's very commercial. Yeah. Very, very like every kiss. Begin- well, I just- <laughs> <laughs> wait, why? <laughs> why? Because commercial and like they're going to make um, a lot of money because yeah. it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Everyone trying to save their marriages. Like, with a piece of jewelry. With a piece of jewelry, you know, just... <laughs> I wonder if that's worked out for anybody. I guess it has. I mean, because they keep making ads, like it does something. It does something. So maybe it does do something. Have you ever gotten something from K? No. Me neither. Have you gotten something from K? No. I just remember those commercials as a kid, and I was really... Why was... What was catchy? Every kiss begins with... Are we allowed to sing that? I don't fucking know, but I just did. Okay. I think it's different if you, like, do the little... Jingle. Melody without like doing a full, I mean, I don't know. They ain't going to sue us. They don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers to say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't come for me, Kay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Kay. Okay. Okay. So, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think I'm definitely feeling a little extra nervous. Yeah. And like you were saying too, we're already dreading the holiday yeah. and there's so much hype around every holiday. I mean, True. yeah, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, it just... I feel like there's this pressure that everything has to be quote unquote picture perfect, whatever that's supposed to mean. Right. And so you go into the holiday feeling this pressure already that things have to be quote unquote perfect. And so when things aren't, you feel so bad about it because this day was supposed to be perfect. And it's just like, it's, I hate that. I hate that so much. And there's so much like around that, especially around Valentine's Day, because you have to, you know. It's got to be romantic. It's got to be sexy. And when it's like you have a spat on Valentine's Day, what do you do? Right. Again, it's ruined. Like, right. Like, it's ruined. It's, that kind of it's almost, catastrophic. Yeah. 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 It's like there's such an expectation to uphold for 
making a Christmas a perfect Christmas, making a Valentine's Day a perfect Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day. Because also, in a lot of the movies and stuff, people who don't prioritize that, they're kind of like the shit people in the movies and stuff. And it's like, well, there's also more to that that people don't really explore in movies and stuff, which is there can be a lot of layers on Valentine's Day. Like just a single day can have so much weight to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... I'm not even talking about, like, a lot of holidays can bring about grief. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, if Mother Day comes around and, you, you know, your mother passed away, you don't have a good relationship with your mom. Oh, yeah. It brings about all those things. Similarly, my heart goes out to anyone who's lost a partner, right? And Valentine's right, Day comes right, around. Right, right, And it's a reminder of the person you no longer have in your life. Mm-hmm. This episode is going to be talking a little bit more about being in an active relationship with somebody and trying to navigate, again, this idea that, oh, it's got to be so good, it's got to be so perfect, while acknowledging that some things aren't so perfect. Right, and and that's totally okay. Yeah. We're trying to validate that and trying to navigate that. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something you just touched on, how holidays serve as a reminder. It's like it can be a reminder of what you have or what you don't got. Or a trigger. Or a trigger. A lot of holidays are reminders of nostalgic things, right? Good times, whatever. And they can also be triggers of events that happened or people you lost or difficult people in your life. Or if you have a good relationship generally, and then right now things are rocky. It's like right that kind of stuff can happen just so easily. And uh-huh. holidays don't make that easier. You know what I mean? Right. They only heighten. Yes. They heighten everything. Yes. From what I have experienced. experienced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about some more... I don't even want to say light stuff, but, like, there's smaller things that happen. Like, yeah. the interactions, right? And then there's also, like, heavy shit or, like, long-term stuff that's unresolved or whatever. And yeah. So we're kind of trying to tackle, like, both things in this. But, Leah, do you want to kick us off with some of the stuff you wanted to mention first? <laughs> oh, boy. The deep well, breathing. I, the, the deep sigh. We did a meditation we did, before this Because episode. we knew it was going to be that stressful. <laughs> Something I'm so bad at. I am so bad at like, okay, it's Valentine's Day. If you do any time of the year when it's like you want to get a sexy time on. Yeah, sure. And you don't know how to, okay. For example, and this has happened where, this has happened to the both of us, right? It's like you want to get it on. and To both of who? To me and my hubs. Okay. It's like you want to get it on, but your partner's breath stinks. <laughs> Like, so bad. And you don't know how to, like, he'll kind of do the sly, did you just eat pizza? Like, you know, put like, and I put garlic salt on my pizza because it tastes so good. But it's like, okay. And then what I do, and it's so bad. Like, if he's talking, I'll just slowly kind of move my head to the side. (laughs) And he'll kind of be like, why aren't you looking at me? And I'm like, (laughs) your breath stinks. I don't know how to go about it. Like, if you want to make it sexy, how do you say Let's make out, but like mouthwash. Do you know what Noah and I do? What do you do? Well, he knows I can't stand onions on his breath. Okay. So literally, if we're going to get McDonald's or something, like uh-huh. he likes onions on his like sandwiches, on his like burgers and shit. Uh-huh. So then I'll say, look, are we going to fuck later or not? Oh because, my God. Because if we are, <laughs> go eat the onions. Like, pass on the ones. I'm serious. It kills Hold the onions. It kills it. it it's I can't. such a mood killer. No, like, How do we make listen, it not a mood killer? Well, listen, a bad breath is a mood killer. You can't. I guess You that's gotta true. hold your nose. Like, it's bad. 
It's a lot work. So I think it's like, I think there's maybe cuter ways to maybe like lead into it. Like, you know what? I want to (laughs) feel, this is so (laughs) shitty. I want to feel sexy. Do you think we both can brush our teeth? <laughs> Happy birthday! Oh my god! Some people have a glass of wine in the evenings. You know, some we just brush our teeth we brush together. Our teeth together. It's our pre-sex ritual. It's just bad, like, cause you do you know, like Barrett? Do you like make out and like just like gasping, <gasps> gasping for breath, like, cause you're trying to hold it. Like, it's just not. It's not okay. Or you could kiss other parts of the body. That's true. So you could leave the option of, hey, look. I'm feeling the type of way. You're feeling the type of way. Um, I don't know if we can kiss on the lips right now, but like, <laughs> you know, I can right. do some other stuff. Okay. So that maybe you can also like, you're not ending it <laughs> right. before you even get started. But I really got to be honest. I think it's like, be mindful of what you're eating like right beforehand. Or like, there's got to be an element of like, if we know it's going to happen. Like yeah. if you know what's going to happen. Like if it's just like all of a sudden. But I mean, like, I just mean, like, be realistic. Like, if, if yeah, you, that's the thing, too. You know what I mean? Like, if you just ate a shit ton of onions. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> just like sitting on the couch and eating stuff in your face. face. Onions. Like, okay, so in kindergarten, I kid you not. Okay. Okay. Story time. Story time. I was in kindergarten and I went. <laughs> <laughs> You're just mean about the breath, man. I am. This is I the think theme. it's actually a pet peeve. But, like, I, I genuinely, I don't know why. But I, I went to my teacher's desk to, like, sharpen the pencil. You were you how know? old? You're I was like five. Five years old. Kindergarten? Kindergarten, yeah. yeah. And I was sharpening my pencil. And my teacher, like, asked if I needed any help. And I was like, no. Or if I needed something. I was like, no, I'm good. And then I was like, at our school, we called them sisters for some reason instead of misses. Yeah, we were at a, um, was it Pentecostal? Was it? It might be still in existence, but... It wasn't even Catholic calling no, it like wasn't. nun sisters. It was just calling normal dressed people sisters yeah. and brothers. Who so are our adults. teacher, we would call them sister, like sisterly or you know, whatever. Yeah, plored was another plored, sister plored. Yeah, sister plored. Yeah. So I told Sister Lee, I was like, Sister Lee, and she was like, Yes. And I was like, actually, no, wait, never mind. And, she, <laughs> and she's like, No, what is it, sweetie? I'm like, No, it's okay, because I don't think it's very nice. And, and she was like, No, it's okay. You can tell me, honey. And I'm like, Okay, your breath stinks. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's probably because I just ate chocolate. <laughs> I was like, okay. She ate chocolate in her breast stinks? Okay, maybe some bitter uh, maybe chocolate. Maybe she had like gum problem, you know, like the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and look, I'm sorry if you do have that. I'm not trying to judge. It can be tough. You can be between oh a rock and a hard place because you're like not sure how to like slowly back away without making like right like I don't want to be rude like yeah, I don't want to be rude I don't want to exactly. be, be rude to my husband during like sexy time I don't know I think I mean I guess leading with honesty right but like making it funny I guess I mean I guess that's the thing you just can't I think there's some honesty too it's like hey like I am so into you like also right, I'm so like, into you I'm right so now. into you I so want you I'm having a hard time with whatever you just ate like I'll brush my teeth if you wish like can we just like I'll use a baby wipe down there. Like, I'll just do a quick, like, right, 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 right. You know, hey, if we want to go in the shower even together right now, because, like, that could right. be romantic. That's true. But, like, I don't know if there's a way to kind of make it cuter. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. It's not sexy, but it could at least be, like, a little less, ew. Like, like, right, like a right, little right, less, right. ew. Harsh. And, and harsh and, um, oh, what's that word? Disgusted, detested. Like, dis- yeah, 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 yeah. You don't yeah, want to yeah, yeah. act I don't like want to, yeah, no. Because that kills. That would, total mood killer. I think you gotta like. You just gotta. <laughs> is it better to communicate it than to not? 
I mean, I guess it depends on the circumstance. I think it depends on the circumstance. I also think, like, there was, like, a Reddit post one time. Uh-huh. About this guy who was having, like, a one-night stand with another girl, right? Mm-hmm. And he was trying to eat her out the first time. And it, like, stunk. Like, right. really stunk. This guy, like, held his breath, did what he could. Like, he continued. He persevered, right? Yeah. Like, that one time. They hook up again. Right. And I think this is, like, after work or something. <sighs> They're trying to get it on. And he's trying to eat her out. Right. And it stinks again. If right. not more so. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's not the That's good not kind good. of stank, like the normal yeah, stank yeah, yeah, vagina. Yeah, the normal it's, stank. It's not some ball sweat. It's not some vagina stank. It's not that. Something different. So he's like, look, I'm so sorry. I don't want to be a dick. That's nice. But... It's really strong smelling down there. I can't, like I can't. Yeah, he's like, he's. I just can't do it. Like I, I right. can't do this. I'm sorry. Like and poor it, man. And I don't even know if he like said that it happened last time too. And I just like I could muster, but I couldn't. I can't do this. And um, she got checked. Yeah. And she had an old tampon <gasps> in there, like way too old. I mean, she's lucky she didn't get that um the toxic um, toxic shock syndrome. Toxic shock syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking it up. Yeah, by the way, if you guys don't know that, don't leave your tampon in too long. Good Holy lord. Shit. We'll see <laughs> Loki been scared of tampons as a kid because of the um the little like warning on the box cuz it says like if you leave it in too long, it can cause that. Really? On the box it does. It does give you a warning. But she's like you saved my life by telling me it stunk. Like wow. essentially he did because it would have gotten bad. You know what I mean? Okay. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So I tend to prefer honesty. Okay. I tend to prefer honesty. If I did something that really put my husband off or something, I'd want to know so I can avoid it. Because really, That's true. the reality is, like, if you know what's going to turn them off, you can avoid that to try to make it a better time. Yeah. The other thing is that you can also be more affirming when they've just brushed their teeth before. I'm like, right, oh, you right. can say, like, oh, my God, I think I'm even extra horny right now because we brushed our teeth. Because you're minty fresh, right. I mean, if it's true, it's true. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And then so I think you got to balance it out with also some, like, affirming of good choices being I made. I like that. Just because it's not so, you're hearing every time something sucks. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's happened for me. I'm like, oh, my God. I think I'm, like, even more into you right now because both of our teeth has been brought... Both of our single teeth. <laughs> both of our two teeth. <laughs> both of our two teeths. <laughs> because both our two teeth have been brushed. Oh, my God. Because both our sets of teeth have been brushed. Right. Those pearly whites are pearlying white. So, I don't know what the fuck I just said. But basically, affirming. I yeah. think can be a good step, too, in the right direction. Yeah. Because you got to balance out the constructive criticism with... That's important. Yeah. It's important, especially if your love language, right, is like words of affirmation. When someone tells you that something yeah, <laughs> like that's sucks, the worst thing. Like that's I mean, that's tough to kind of move yeah. forward from sometimes depending on where your mood's at. So yeah. like I think affirming And your self esteem. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I guess that's another thing too. It's like around the holidays, around Valentine's Day, like being kind to yourself. Really just not Putting pressure on yourself, like listening to your partner's needs if you're with somebody on Valentine's Day and stuff. But I'm kind of all about breaking the stereotype. Like maybe it doesn't need to be so serious and romantic and sexy, but like maybe just fun and ridiculous. Take the pressure off, like make it your own Make it your own. Yeah. Maybe everybody like plays board games and 
dresses up in onesies and just watches a movie. I don't know. Just making it still memorable, but... Make it more fun. Make it more fun. Just less pressure. I'm just all about not as much pressure. Yeah, maybe that's something to consider. If you're feeling like there's a lot of pressure coming up with a holiday, what is causing that? Yeah, what's is causing the pressure? Is it unspoken expectations? Do you know your partner's going to want something that you can't give? Oh. Do you know you want something that your partner can't give? And oh. you're just like, just basically waiting to talk about it until... That day? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a problem, right? So maybe, like, really evaluate if you are dreading... This thing, consider evaluating what you're really, what's under the hood there. And making sure you guys are both communicating about it. Like, I mean, you can't, they can't, no matter how hard they try, like, they really cannot read your mind. And I'm still, I'm trying to get over this myself, but it's like, you really, if you do want something, make sure it is, like, realistic, though. And, like, communicate it. And also be open to what they want to communicate too or their expectation making sure that's realistic I don't know because maybe there's also a compromise that can be reached like right, one, right because if you communicate it then you can reach a compromise right right you know it's one thing to wake up on Valentine's Day and the one thing you wanted was just flowers <laughs> right and that's like no and then it's like no even uh, inkling of an idea with your partner that you wanted flowers, <laughs> you wanted flowers. <laughs> maybe they give you chocolate and you're like shit I'm allergic to chocolate I don't know what the fuck that's you know true. the thing could be but like whatever it is you might be better off communicating it ahead of time, too. Right, that's true, too. Because I just... The conversation, like, near the end of the day, where it's like, I just thought it would be a better day. Like, don't, Oh, no, please. don't do it. If anything, if anything, we hope it. that this episode just keeps you from feeling that way on this holiday. I mean, because that's the worst. It's just so bad. I'm like, oh, this day is ruined. I personally really struggle with this. If there's a spat, if me and my hopes get into like a little misunderstanding or what have you. <laughs> Argument. I, you know, yeah. Argument. <laughs> On Valentine's Day. It's, I just, my first thing is that I go towards myself like, oh my God, I've ruined the day. Oh mm. my God. Why did I do that? Why did I communicate this thing now? And I just keep going down and down and down and down. It's like a spiral. And it's like if the pressure is just not there, just I would already feel more able to communicate if something's not cool right now or something, you know. (sighs) I also got to understand that it's like it's not it's not all one person's fault that something's I don't you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely feel the weight of something goes wrong and it either completely ruins it's hard to move it's hard to shrug it off completely right it's hard to shrug it off like there have been times like even recently where I was like trying to shrug something off and because I wanted it to be a good day yeah and then we ended up just having to lean into the conversation and talk about something and I didn't want to talk about it because I wanted the day to be a good day right so, like, on one hand, we didn't celebrate that day how we wanted to. It wasn't a beautiful <laughs> wasn't yeah. a beautiful day. On the other hand, you had a conversation that got us somewhere, like, different understandings and breakthroughs, right? Right. But that's the other thing that can be really difficult is sometimes this communication stuff, it can't always be scheduled conveniently. Like, sometimes no. there are triggering things. It might be a small but still toxic thing somebody says or somebody thinks, and they try to rope you in right on that day like on that day sometimes it's just hard to um shrug it off it yeah. just is you know what i mean yeah i know that something that i used to do a lot as a teenager especially 
was romanticizing the holiday a lot. Yeah. When I was single and I didn't have anybody romantically involved in my life, I just thought, you know, oh, I wish I had somebody and it would be so glamorous and glorious and all this kind of thing. Yeah. Versus living the holiday as an adult in a committed relationship, it's like, it is just another day. And the reality is, if you're also just focusing on Valentine's Day to make it the most romantic and sexy time of the year, you're doing the relationship wrong. The reality is, it's like, not necessarily every day can feel like that, but if your partner's only feeling appreciation on On Valentine's Day, like, what the fuck? Right. I don't know if this is always true, but there was like an analogy of like, instead of receiving one bouquet of roses once a year, in this case, it was kind of sexist. It was just talking about women and only women or wives wanting a rose every month of the year, which I do think is different. Like receiving a rose, right? Every month in a year is a different feeling than one bouquet of 12 roses. Like it's like the same amount of roses, right? There's something to be said though for consistency yeah, and sort of and a spread. constant presence of appreciation or love. Yeah. However they receive it. Doing that consistently could also take some pressure off of fucking Valentine's Day. Right. Because you're not looking to compensate for everything right. on one day of the year. Yeah. Like, do some baby steps and maybe try to figure out how to love them in smaller ways, but consistently. Consistently. Because that can really change, I think, how you view... Again, the pressure of that day. You're not trying to compensate for everything one day of the year. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Or like have it blown out of proportion. Like it being this, I know that you and I grew up with a lot of perfectionist mindsets. And something that you said earlier when you were younger, you were like, oh, like I really wish I had someone on Valentine's Day. And then I can get down the spiral of like, oh, I have somebody. I should be grateful for that. And it's like, why am I communicating this now? Why do I feel like there's an issue? Should I even address this issue? But it's Valentine's Day. Oh no, now I've ruined it. Like I just, it's like this spiral because I think that I put so much focus on the idea that it has to be perfect. And somehow that communicating the tough stuff somehow makes it less perfect. When I also don't think that that's the case. Like if honesty Mm -hmm. is going to get you guys farther, even if it's like communicated at a bad time. Sometimes there's no right time. Sometimes, right. That's what I've found too. It's like, it sucks it happens to be Christmas or on Valentine's Day, but um, it is what it is. It is what it is. It tits what it tits. It's my new phrase. Did you make it up? Yeah. Oh, did you really? (laughs) Are you proud of me? I'm so proud of you. (laughs) You proud oh. of me? It tits oh with the tits. Oh my god! But yeah, I, I think that um, if things are lacking throughout the year, then right. maybe or if you're insecure, yeah, in your relationship, you're gonna bring it out on. You're gonna bring it out yeah. on the holiday. Yeah, that makes sense. But I like the idea that you said of switching it up. If things really are rocky, like if people aren't able to have sex right now, like if you haven't had sex in a long time, things aren't going well. If I don't know, you have kids. And, right. and things are just too stressful. Trying to manage the expectations beforehand, whether yeah. that's, look, we're going to treat this day kind of fun and funny as a family like yeah. all together, or we're going to try to have a separate day, not on a weekday that we hang out or not right. on a working day because I'm going to be stressed. I'm not going to have trying to maybe talk about some of that stuff that you know 
is going to play a factor, whether yeah. it's kids or work or other family members that are around, whatever it is. Yeah. Trying to say, look, like, if you want this and I want this, we're going to have to plan around some of this other stuff. Yeah. Also, if there's other things going on, like I said, between the two of you or how many of you are there, depending on how, how poly we're getting, if you guys haven't been having sex in a long time or just stuff isn't going well that way, then Valentine's Day is just going to be a trigger of that. Yeah. A reminder of a non-existent sex life or something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So maybe try to tackle that head on. Like instead of skirting around it and like yeah. maybe now's the time to talk about it, to try to break the ice and then maybe like, you know, how can we start small right? with maybe trying to love each other or love each other a different way. I think I got really personal with the whole perfect day mentality. Yeah. Like... Because I wasn't seeing my husband a lot. And I remember yes. it was around, I think it was around Thanksgiving time of of last year. Of last year. Yeah, right around fall time. Okay. And I had wanted to go to a pumpkin patch for like a while. I just wanted to go and do that with my hubs. And he was working so much, so, 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 so much. And I just felt there was some things going on with us that's like whenever I did get him though it was like he was finally off and in between shifts and I was just like I don't want to talk about this now because right. it's like he has one moment to breathe and, and I don't, wanna, I don't yeah. know how to and we had gone to this pumpkin patch and it was like so great but I was like there was just some things that were up that I was feeling it just me not communicating so just some day-to-day issues we were having with our communication basically I was the perfect example. Like, I'm not communicating the issues. Right. And it was a great time. It was a great day. But I just, I had like a whole panic attack in the car because it was really the result of me fighting the need to communicate. You've been putting it off for so I've long. I've been putting it off for so long. And I just basically like kind of like wanted to like word vomit. Yeah. Everything. And it was just so, it was just not, not ideal. pretty. Yeah. It just wasn't pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And not ideal. And so it's like what you said with the consistent. Like small. Yeah. Deposit with like the roses. Yeah. And then even also the small but consistent communication. Like also about the. That's a recommended thing to do too is to not necessarily have a full blown conversation where you talk about everything at right. one time. But to maybe like. Break it up. Yeah, break it up to smaller pieces and maybe just be, like, more in passing. Like, hey, you know, next time could you maybe, like, it doesn't have to be yeah. a full in fucking passing, thing. in passing, not passive. <laughs> yeah, not passive-aggressive, but in passing as in it doesn't have to be a whole conversation sometimes. Right. And sometimes we think it does, so we're just delaying we're it. We're putting it off, putting it, it off, right. Because you're like, oh, God, I got to confront. So it's a big deal, yeah. It's like, it's just the trash. But, like, for some reason, <laughs> it, like, feels so much worse so than that. So big. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The other reason why I say to try to manage expectations is, for example, you know yourself pretty well. Yeah. Like, I can recall, this is an early in my relationship with Noah. I was like 18 or 19, and I think it was for Valentine's Day that he wanted to take us to one of our favorite restaurants— it was a Mexican place mm. where we used to live. And oh my oh, God, yeah. like I love this place so much. But I was 18, 19. And at the time, I was really, really insecure about my body and about eating in front of them. And this is something that I think other people will relate to because I've seen memes and stuff about it sometimes. But it's oh. true. Like I would be scared 
to eat in front of him a lot of the time. I would like maybe snack on something. Mm -hmm. But for probably a good year, I really tried to avoid eating meals, even eating cereal. Like I just hated it. So I remember being really nervous because, oh my God, I love, you know, this restaurant. And I would love the idea of like being able to sit across from him and eat something. But like, holy shit, like... Not me. It's yeah. uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable to think about. So, and that's a date. Like, that's a basic right. date idea is to go out to dinner. It's not even an expensive place. It's, like, literally just a chill, like, really chill vibe. Having a place. meal, vibing. Yeah. 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 And that felt like a hurdle. Do you know what I mean? Like, just that ability because to Because of him watching you eat. Yeah. Being able around. to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you worried about... Just how you looked when you ate or like him yeah. judging what you were eating while you were eating it, it or both. Okay. And you know what? And there was also part of me, weirdly enough, that was also weird about him paying for a date. There was something, uh, a weird thing with that too. Well, it might have been like, you owe this guy a... Yeah. Maybe part of me thought that I... Yeah. I see where... <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Because I could have paid for it. It's like, you know, 30 bucks, guys. Like, I'm serious. It wasn't like anything crazy. But there was part of me that was just, like, so nervous about eating in front of him in a public place and Uh how I looked, what I ate. But also, it was so weird. I was weird about him wanting to pay for it. What were you feeling in that moment? What were you feeling when you were worried about him paying? I think you're on to something about owing him. Okay. I think I was scared about him feeling put out, even though it wasn't. Because, again, like, it was something he wanted to do. It wasn't something I asked, but I had never been, like, out on a, like, I had never gone out to eat with another guy. Right. You know, other than my own dad. Yeah. You know, I'm making an uncomfortable expression right now. Like, I, like, <laughs> yeah. like so I just, I think there was a lot of newness. And, and oh. if you're in the middle of um eating shit, like, eating problem, eating shit, if you're in the middle of eating a bunch of turds. If you're in the middle of, like, disordered eating habits or just body dysmorphia, anything along those lines, and going out to eat, it sounded more like a nightmare and not Mm -hmm. as much of a... A good time. Joyful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there was so much of it that was appealing. So the reason I bring this up is you know yourself. You know what is going to be triggering for you. Yeah. You may not know what's going to be triggering for your partner. Yeah. It's kind of hard to always be able, like you said, to read their minds. So It's good to confront them about that kind of stuff. Confront, like ask. Ask, talk, like try to have an open discussion if you can about how to make it so it's not so triggering or maybe if eating a meal isn't the best thing or you just don't feel like you have the right thing to wear, whatever the concern is, like truly, mm-hmm. like they can be anything that yeah. can just put, you know, if you're uncomfortable in the clothes you're wearing on your date. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it really... Do you know what I'm saying? Like anything yeah. can be a bad egg at some point, like just right. throughout the course of a day. So know yourself, know what you need and ask what your partner needs and just right. see if you can find a nice blend of that, a nice combo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. But do you also think that having him pay for the meal was you like tapping into your feminine role in a date and that made you self-conscious too? Like the... Quite possibly. Yeah, that's something I've struggled with a lot. I mean, apparently, I guess my parents thought I was, I might have been gay growing up because I was very much a tomboy, still am. But to a point where I was like trying to be the son in the family a little bit because toughness was 
a good thing. Yeah. And being feminine was, was associated not. with weakness mm-hmm. just automatically. In our family. In our family. Yeah. And so even as a girl, like a biological girl, I did not want to be feminine really. Yeah. And there's a point where it wasn't even like I was compensating for anything. I really didn't want to wear dresses. I really didn't want to doll myself up or anything because I wanted to be outside and play with the guys. Yeah. So growing up, I definitely made a lot of effort to be tough. And you're right. There is an element of what would be seen as maybe like the feminine role in the relationship where, you know, the person pays for the date, especially traditionally, not so much now. But traditionally, that's the case. And maybe that's how I was viewing it. And I didn't want to be seen as less than. Or Or I really think that I owed him something. You know what? There's part of me that's really struggled with receiving gifts from other people because I felt like, what's behind it? Uh huh. I just wasn't used to accepting things like that from other people. And like I said, I hadn't been on a date. I hadn't been like out to dinner with a boy ever before. Yeah. I had romanticized it for so long. Yeah. And now here it comes and I'm like scared to like yeah. do this. And that's weird. Like it was weird to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even then, but it was real. Like I was scared to do it. I was nervous. I was very nervous. So yeah, I don't have a really a lot of explanation, but you know, hey, if anyone else has felt the same way, fist bump. Yeah. If not, it's just me. <laughs> no, like you said, it was your first one. Again, like a lot of hyped yeah. emotions. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, it's the thing. And it's supposed to be good. Don't mess it up. supposed to be, you know, all Know that. what to do. Like, know what to do, <laughs> yeah. even though you've never done it before. Like, <laughs> yeah. And the whole don't owe it thing. I mean, I know that that goes to our upbringing. Growing up, we were used to when somebody gave us a gift, it was normally from somebody who would expect something back from us, whether or not that was like a relationship or whatever. I understand why you feel that way. Yeah. And I guess the last thing that I really want to talk about, I kind of touched on earlier, like if you have like a not very good sex life, right? Yeah. And there's so much pressure around that during Valentine's Day in Mm -hmm. particular. The other thing I wanted to say, and this is why I want to say it, is because I don't know that it's being talked about enough. Yeah. And in our, I believe it's our Goodbye 2022, Hello 2023 episode, I talk about very briefly, I just mentioned that I had some health issues. Yeah. And I mentioned that vaginas are weird. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever. And I want to get... I want to get gritty here and talk about how how things were for me and my hub. So we met when we were both 17. Technically, we like became friends around 17 years old, but I technically knew of him at like 15 or 16. 16, yeah. I think. 16, I knew who he was. Because again, we lived in a small town, okay? Like, it wasn't hard to find other homeschoolers and basically count them on your hands. You know what I'm saying? So we met when we were both 17, and then we started actually having a romantic relationship around 18. We both were 18. About a year and, like, a month after we became friends. I had uh, friend-zoned him for, like, that long. And we both grew up, me and my husband now I'm talking about, we both grew up in very very strong traditional Christian households where you weren't supposed to have sex before marriage, okay? Big no-no. In fact, a lot of it was debated about what could you do before marriage. That was, yes. that was like, something I would Google all the time. Like, is certain kissing appropriate, certain right. touching appropriate? Like, am I going to hell for a neck kiss, a hickey? Like, yeah. stuff like that. 
all the time I was Googling shit like that. I can't. Meanwhile, <laughs> like thinking back on, you know, people who were telling us don't have sex before marriage. They were people who did. They were people who were shady. Like some of yeah. the people who told other kids not to, not only did they not live that in their own life, some of them were cheating on their own spouses. Yep. Like it's ridiculous the amount of hypocrisy I've seen in just in general. Yep. But yes, and to be honest, you know, I think a lot of the don't have sex before marriage made sense back then because they couldn't treat STDs. Yeah. There's like a genuine historical understanding like one can have. It's just now the culture is different. And I just think we need to chill a little bit when it comes to how strong, how much pressure the topic of sex just has. has. It's such a basic, normal function. Yep. And it's just... There's so much hysteria. Let's bring down the pressure. Yeah. Let's take away the pressure. Yeah. So anyway, my husband and I, we didn't have sex before marriage. We did do other things and I would feel so guilty about that. And I think at some point you and I want to do a a religious trauma sort of episode. Yeah, kind of get really into that kind of stuff. Yeah, to talk more about like the details of everything. But basically, I mean, guys, like making out for too long, I thought I might be involved in him going to hell. I'm not even shitting you. Yeah. And so as a teenager, you're dealing with that. You're dealing with hormones and all this kind of thing. It's a fucking mess, man. It's yeah. a fucking mess. So we get married back in 2018. 2018, yeah. And uh, we try to have sex for the first time. Right. And we can't. And it's not because we couldn't find the hole. Right. It's not because couldn't line it up properly or something. It's because I had so much pain. Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier, it's true. I'm like, I don't want to be pussy. I value toughness, right? Yeah. So here I am. I am 20 years old. And I am trying to have sex with my husband, and we've been waiting and all this kind of shit, right? Waiting Uh waiting for several years. Again, something waiting, waiting, waiting for this big big moment. Big moment. It's gotta be perfect because it's the first time. Yes. And I am in such pain. Right. And the pain is like a a stinging and like there's an elastic sort of feeling that just gets worse the more anything tries to go further in that hole. It is awful. And so it is the immediate mood killer one could have when they're Mm -hmm. trying to bless their relationship with some (laughs) becoming one type of activities. And I had to leave for my last year of college Yeah, in a couple months after that. And so I thought, look, I think I talked to him a little bit, but again, our communication was not as open as it is now. I was like, hey, you know, um, (laughs) I want to focus more on this when I come back because we only have a couple months together. Yeah. And I don't want to be focusing on this. Just on that. Yep. While I have only a couple months with you before I have to head back for my last college year. Yeah. And he was okay with it and everything, but like as soon as that, revelation happened where I had this severe pain it was like every time we started to try to have sex we started to try like I would just be immediately kind of taken back to what I couldn't do which was supposed to be really basic and really easy yeah it's pretty basic and yet I couldn't do it do it 
Fast forward to I get back from New Zealand from college. I've graduated. We are living together, right? We have a roommate and everything and and things are going okay. But this topic is still unresolved. And I had purchased in New Zealand. I thought that I was going to try to solve this on my own. Mm. So I had looked into it and I had found this diagnosis called vaginismus, which is Something along the lines of the vaginal wall, like, closes mm-hmm. in anticipation of pain. Right. Therefore, when you try to insert anything in, it Hurts. causes pain because it's a wall that you're right. going through. And my husband even described it when we tried to have sex that it felt like he was hitting a wall. Right. So I thought, well, there it is. Like, that's, that's, it. that's it. Right? I found what it is and I can work on it. Well, I remember getting these dilators in the mail. I'm yeah. fucking 21. And I've ordered dilators, a workbook, and a book on vaginismus to my dorm room. And I look at them. I look at the sizes, and I'm pretty sure I cried, like, just looking at them. Like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, I look at it. I'm like, there's no way. Even the tiniest one, I'm like, I don't even know. How in the world? I don't think I tried the dilators in New Zealand. I, I can't remember, but I don't think I tried it then. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know dilators, I'm just talking about like cylindrical looking plastic tubes. Yeah. And it would like go on this little handle mm-hmm. and and it's supposed to stretch the, in this case, I thought it was like a vaginal wall situation. Yeah. So 2020, I want to say 2020, 2021, I actually set aside time in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. I remember I sat down and I was like, look, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to achieve this. Let's go. Right. And I start using dilators and the smallest one, man, the tiniest one, fucking pain. Yeah. But I do it. I do it. And eventually, like, I remember, fuck, man, I remember looking at the biggest dilator and being like, there's no way that's ever going to, That's there's no way I'm ever no going to be able to do that. Which is, which is, to be honest, the bigger dilators are more realistic to what it's actually going to feel like. Yeah. Right? So that's the goal. Like, the goal is I need to be comfortable with a bigger thing. Like, it's just, you know, I'm not dealing with micro penises right now. Right, right. So, so I, I need to get to that point. And I'm thinking there's no way. Anyway, I spend, I think, a couple of weeks, like, trying yeah, to... a while. Yeah, trying to get there. And eventually I do, but I can't get rid of the pain. Yeah. The pain is still there. Yeah. And I remember we tried again yeah. after I had been able to fit the biggest dilator in. Uh-huh. We tried again. And... I mean, you talk about unsexy. Like, you talk about feeling absolutely unsexy. It was basically medical. Like, he's basically trying to be inside me. And I'm not grabbing onto anything in pleasure, right? Like, how romantic that is. I'm gritting my teeth like, fuck. You know, like, yeah, Like, come on. Like, it should, something should change, you know? Yeah, yeah. Only for it not to. Yeah. And I bled more, too. Uh You know, even though I've already bled. Like, what the fuck, right? Right. So here I am. It's like, you know, a couple years back. And I know everyone's probably like, well, why the fuck didn't you go to a doctor? Like, what the fuck? And as I also mentioned in that other episode that I talk about what I achieved in 2022, I have always felt anxious in regards to doctors. Yeah. But I remember my mom had helped me like schedule like after my final doctor's appointment with my pediatrician. Yeah. They are. Yeah, 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 yeah. The kids once, yeah. Yeah. After my final appointment, my mom scheduled a next one with the doctor that was supposed to be my primary care physician for my adult self and yeah. scheduled a pap smear. And I was like, 
hell nah. Like, I'm not doing it. Nah, wait. At 18, yep. I was like, there's no way I can have anybody do that. <laughs> there's no way I can be partly naked in front of somebody else. Right. So anyway, I've always felt anxious about it. And I've really struggled to feel like I could be brave enough hmm. to go to an OBGYN. Hmm. To have the pap smear, but then to to try to do the dilator thing essentially with an OBGYN. Like, the, right. I just, I, the thought of it was impossible. But last year, I was talking to my mom and she had said that she would be keen to go with me. And I don't know how many of you would have your mom or another, like, parent or um, sibling with you yeah. or friend, you know, in an OBGYN appointment. But that's what I needed. And so we go in and... um the doctor tells me that I have a tight hymenal ring. Yeah. And we talk all the time. Like, you see all those internet memes about having a tight pussy and what, whatever uh-huh. the fuck. Yeah, this ain't worth it. Whatever this is, is... Yeah, it's <laughs> hurts. not... hurts. And so she tried using dilators and stuff. And I thought for a second that I was making progress and that she was doing something differently because I wasn't feeling as pain. much pain. No, I still felt it, but it didn't feel as severe as yeah. what I had done. So I was like, oh my God, you know, I should have gone to her a long time ago. This is already... Well, then I I get a glimpse of the dilator she's using and they're narrow. They're, they're yeah. not at all realistic, right? Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second, like, am I fooling myself? And one of the things she says when I first get there is that there's a chance for surgery. Yes. To help me. This is before she even takes a look down there for me, right? She's like, look, you know, yes, dilators are good. And there's also surgeries and stuff that you can use if that's an option you're keen to go down. To remove it. To, to remove, remove the hymen, the basically. Hymen, yeah. And uh, and I'm thinking, hmm. For okay. those of you who don't know, the hymen is basically a flat piece of tissue that covers the hole, essentially. And, you know, popping the cherry is... Breaking that tissue. But some people, okay, this is a thing, and this is the thing that bothers me. There's been a lot of articles that say, you know, sex should not be painful. Yeah. And it sex shouldn't. should be painless. And, you know, some women bleed, some don't. The hymen is a myth. I've seen that, like, on some stuff. And yeah. the, the bottom line is, I am somebody, I am 25, guys. I'm fucking 25. Just turned 25. <laughs> I just turned 25. Just turned 25. I have a husband that I've been married to for over four years, and I have not been able to successfully have penetrative sex. It is the most basic thing any biological woman should be able to do, right? You know, in terms of being able to lay down there as a starfish, that's yeah. a joke. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I went to the OBGYN twice last year regarding this, and she said to me, the second time I went, right, I brought my own dilators. Yeah. Because I was like, look, I don't think you get it. Like, I'm trying to get here and I can't. Right. And she saw how rough it was. I mean, I had another, she had an assistant or somebody in there with me. And, like, they're seeing me, like, try to keep my shit together. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm telling you, like, I feel the most weak, the most shameful, the most kind of pathetic, really, on that table when I'm feeling just pain and hopelessness of like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And so I think the reason why it matters so much is because, again, this is something everyone's supposed to be able to to achieve. It's It's supposed supposed to be be great. great. Not even like a little achieve. It's supposed to be awesome. Sure. 
It's so hyped. All the hype too in religious context yeah, of wait, no, wait, you gotta wait, wait for marriage because once this you do, is so great. Bullshit. Anyway, here I am. I've checked every box in mm-hmm. terms of being able to have it, right? You know, I'm not sinning anymore or anything. And, you know, I physically can't. And I said to this doctor, I was like, you know, I'm really kind of considering surgery. Yeah. And she tells me, she's like, look, um, I don't even know where they would make an incision or whatever she said. I don't even know where they would cut it. What? And she's not even the one who's going to be doing the surgery. Right. So, I, But the thing is, dude, is she told me the first time I got there. Surgery was an option. This is an a option. valid option. Right out the fucking gate. And then I'm telling her second time, I'm like, second go round. I'm like, look, man. After really, seeing you in pain. After seeing, yeah. I'm like, look, I'm really considering surgery. What are my options or whatever? Like, what do you think? And and she's like, look, I think um, I think it's going to be very hit or miss with surgery, basically. I don't think it's going to be the best route to take. You using the dilators is the best method. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. I've got to be in pain like this, like longer and just extend it. And the thing is, dudes, I keep thinking as I'm talking about this right now on the pod, I'm immediately wanting to close my legs. I'm immediately wanting to shut anything out because there's such a negative association with this simple act, right? So she's telling me I've basically got to keep putting myself through pain and just pretend that like what? It's not going to be a triggering event physically for my body? And I'm supposed to be horny? Right. Are what? you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I'm in the middle of this, man. I'm in the middle of this predicament, and I want to be seen again, maybe later this year, um, by somebody else. I want to get, like, another opinion. Yeah. But I'm also really dealing with the idea that this could be more of a battle than just as easily as getting a surgery yeah. or whatever. I'm at a place now, personally, where I would rather pay money for a surgery, like mm-hmm. save up, save up, and like pay money for a surgery yeah. just to see if it helped. Right. Because I don't think it can get much worse. It probably could, but honestly, it's already so fucking rough. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even fucking care. Like, to me, the chance that it can maybe work would be better than just writing it off. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. But the reason I wanted to talk about this, the reason why I am basically bearing my soul here, I'm trying to be really real here. The reason why is because when we release this podcast episode, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Yeah. And with every Valentine's Day for me, with every anniversary that I've had with Noah, my husband, I am thinking about what I can't do. Yeah. Okay. Because that's all the hype. Right. Right. If it's an anniversary. And I just want to be clear, like, he and I have found other ways to have fun together. Right. Like, it's not like our sex life can't happen because penetration can happen. But what I'm saying is that here's this basic thing. Here's this thing I had waited to do. Right. I had done everything right. Right. Only to not be able to do it. Only to be kind of fucked over by this doctor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's ridiculous. And with Valentine's Day coming up, I'm going to be thinking about that tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Because that's just what happens for me. And I'm sharing this because this isn't widely talked about, this particular health issue, which I believe is genetic in our family. Yeah. Um, I believe there's stuff in our family that's causing this. But again, it's a tight hymenal ring is what it's considered. And I mean, I was doing research on it and I was having trouble finding shit from other people, other accounts and all this kind of thing. So it was important to me because I haven't talked about this much to anybody except for like a few close friends. 
But the reason I'm talking about it is just because if there's anyone else out there that's listening right now, or you know somebody who's like having this mm-hmm. issue, you know, I mean, dude, I would fist bump you, high five you, give you a hug, hold your hand, whatever it is. Like, there are other people out there who are suffering. Yeah. And shit like Valentine's Day just brings that up. And so I want to be encouraging, but the reality is I'm not exactly sure with my own stuff what's going to happen. But I want to update if I'm able to. If I'm, yeah. I'll update and I'll share what worked for me, but... I want to talk about it because I haven't seen it talked about anywhere except for maybe like one article. <laughs> no. And then you know? it's, there's also this like when you're finally able to when we we were finally be able to like get married and let ourselves have sex or whatever. Yeah. It's like who are you going to talk to if you have problems? So you're not going to talk to your parent who told you no sex before. Yeah. Like. Who are you going to talk to? Like, nobody's really open. It's so isolating. It's so isolating. But also, I mean, I'm friends with other people who have good sex lives. They talk about it or whatever. And here I am. I'm like, so technically I've had fun and shit. We're content. But there are certain things I can't do. And it's a little embarrassing to admit it. Yeah. I say little. It's embarrassing to say that I can't because of my age, because of the fact that I'm married. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like. I would expect a million people to be raising their eyebrows. But again, I've had severe anxiety about doctors. I felt alone in this for a very long time. And it is hard to make progress when you are not feeling your best mentally, when you are not feeling your best physically, and when you have health problems like this. And you can't find much on the topic. You can't no. find many answers. So, And being instructed by a doctor basically to be like, here, shove up plastic in your vagina by yourself for hours on end so this somehow magically works and doesn't feel pain. Like, that in itself, that act is so isolating. Like, it's just awful. Agreed. How is that supposed to be sexy? And how is that... Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Because it's not. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I told my mom before, I'm like, you know, I've made progress in different ways. Like, when I was 18, there would have been no way I would have gone into an OBGYN and had anybody put anything in there, right? Right, right. Uh, I'm not taking my pants down or anything. But here I am, like, you know, I was 24, and I was like, look, I don't even care about that part anymore. Like, like, I'm not even scared about that anymore. I'm just scared because it's going to hurt. Yeah. And I know it's going to hurt and, you know, be way more uncomfortable than a pap smear. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. That was the easy part. You know what I mean? And that's the part that sucks. There's no fix-all answer yet to that. So... I wanted to share that because I want this podcast to be real. I want to be real with you guys. And if anybody else is fucking dealing with this, please, like, DM me. Like, message me. Like, yeah. Let's talk about it because it's fucking isolating. I don't want anybody else to feel isolated in this because it sucks. It just sucks to feel that way. Like, 100%. So, Yeah. I'm really glad that you talked about it because I've seen... I recommended the doctor to you. Yeah. I had that doctor because I was diagnosed with an extremely tight hymen. I'm not sure if it had hymen ring on the paperwork or not. Yeah. I, can't, I can't recall. I think it's the same thing. I think it's honest. the same thing. Yeah. Um, extremely tight, yeah. whatever. And... Um, extremely tight pussy. <laughs> basically. But then... The it, entrance. This, the and, entrance is just... You can't. You can't. And it's like, here you are. It's like... The first time you're having sex, it's like you're on your your honeymoon. And this again, honeymoon, romantic, beautiful, perfect. And it's like you're crying because you can't do the thing. And it's painful to do the thing. Right. And then your partner's scared to even touch you because they don't want to hurt you. 
Yeah. It's just so, so twisted. And just talk about a brutal reality. Like it. Right. And so if any of you guys are in that brutal reality, it's like we have passion to make it better. Yeah. 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 And anyway. It's just shitty. Yeah, it is. It's just the worst. I don't mean to leave it on a down note, I but I just, I remember I was talking to you, I think it was like a couple months ago. I was like, you mm-hmm. know what? I think I need to talk about this. Yeah. Because I, you know, <laughs> who wants to talk about this? Right, right. <laughs> that's the whole point. Nobody does. Nobody like, does. Nobody does. So it's like, okay, well, we're talking about it. I know that I'm talking to way more than just Leah. It's just that. It is easy, you know, talking to somebody that you trust, like to try yeah. to tell in Talk this, the in this environment, yeah. right? So it's like, might as well take advantage of that and try to be there. Because the as you're in this situation and like being, you and I being married for the first time, trying to have sex for the first time and it not working is so isolating. And God, I wish that we had somebody there. So yes. like that felt that to knew exactly what you're talking about right now. Where the now, pain is, where yeah. the, and wanting to be that person for you guys, for anyone who has, or who's going through that right now. Or did. Or did. And didn't have anybody. Like, right. Yeah. Talk to us because we're all about that. Yeah. We're all about um, trying to be supportive of whatever you guys exactly. are going through. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to um, also say that the only kind of sex you can have is penetrative sex. Right. Also, you know. Dick and vaginas. Like, there's so many variations of sex. So many. There's so many ways to have fun. And we've embraced that because we've had to. It's just the reality is that that whole concept of being told all your life, you can't do this. And then it's also, you're built for this. Like, this is yeah. this is your role in this. Your body's supposed to be able to do this. Yep. And uh, not being able to... Not for lack of trying, right. not for lack of wanting, not for any PTSD that I can be aware of that I've had that's causing it, like in vaginismus, that can yeah. sometimes be a PTSD reaction. You know, it's just uh, some cards, you know, that yeah. were genetically dealt. But that's also not to say that you can't have fun other ways. And like no. you said earlier, kind of going back to expectations for the day, ways to make it fun. Yeah. Is it your vibrator? Is it going outside to the skating rink? No one I've been doing that recently. Like. He's been getting back into skating, and I think I might join him soon here once I work up the courage. But do what is fucking fun for you. Yes. It could be unconventional. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if everybody else is doing it either. No. (laughs) Do what works for you and your boo. You know what I mean? Yes. Seriously. You gotta live the life that makes you happy. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Yeah, and... Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Day. Also, good luck with Valentine's Day. Yes. No, so take the pressure off. Take the pressure off. Take the pressure off. Make it your own day. Make it however you and your girlfriends, you and your guy friends, you and your partner, however you guys want to do the day. Have a whole lot of fun. Yeah. I guess before we sign off. We love you. We're rooting for you. And you matter. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye.